Raymond, last year when they announced the Cowboys and the 49ers playing against each other, on paper, this was looking like Tyson versus Jones Jr. Two, two heavyweights coming from two different dynasty areas, eras trying to reestablish dominance in this era. Unfortunately, now, after all the injuries, uh, this is not the game it was. What do you what do you what would you compare this to now? Where, where are we at with this game? What's the best comparison for Niners Cowboys this week? Well, it's certainly not heavyweight legendary status, but uh, I would compare it something to the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson match, which was neither graceful nor entertaining. <laughs> oh, man. Neither graceful or entertaining. That might sum up these two teams' uh, entire uh, 2020 regular season in a nutshell. Neither graceful nor entertaining. <laughs> uh, Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where can they find the gold cast? You can always find us on Instagram at the gold cast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore gold cast. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that podcasts are syndicated, we can be found. Just look for the gold cast. If you're on the YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment and hit the little notification bell so you can be notified when we go live with our brand new episodes and make sure to feed the comment section for the algorithm on YouTube. But other than that, if you have a different platform, if you're driving or if you need to listen on your phone, we can be found everywhere. Absolutely. And Raymond hit the nail on the head. The Instagram at the Goldcast, you can see clips from every episode you know, reminders and notifications when we're up. Get to see all kind of the fun bits pulled out and laid out across for you. We Our Instagram channel is popping. Definitely check us out there. And of course, as always, go subscribe to the YouTube feed. Check out the video. You get to see the highlights from the game. All of our fun podcast bits that we love to do on preview night. They're coming again this evening. Get ready. This, this is the stuff you want to see. Check us out. Uh, uh, YouTube.com slash The Goldcast. All right, here we go, Raymond. A big episode previewing this Cowboys game. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, uh, Cowboys still fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, Niners were fighting for their playoff lives, and they, it's pretty much a wrap at this point. I mean, you basically need a lot of teams to lose to have a shot. But either way, uh, this is still two classic dynasties, two classic rivals, and... Either way, as a Niner fan, we're going to have fun. All right, so here we go. The best podcast intro in the game is about to drop. Your professor of fanalism, I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game, he's here too. Class is in session. Let's go, fam. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. <laughs> Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! All right, Ray. We're here. Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, 49ers <laughs> Cowboys. How far we have come, or how far we have fallen. Yes. For the record, 
I know I am wearing a royal blue shirt, so it almost looks like I'm rocking a cowboy shirt. But I just want to make sure that our gold cast knows your boy, your boy's rocking Steph after that nice 27-point game he just had against uh, against the Sacramento Kings. That was some good stuff. And uh, pretty excited. That was, that was, I'm just happy he was able to drop that kind of level of points. I was happy he was able to make something happen. So, Raymond, here we are. This is it. Uh, let's uh, let's just get into it, man. Let's take a look at this. Niners, the Cowboys are still fighting for their playoff lives. The 49ers are pretty much out of it at this point, um, despite what their records at, may show. The Niners would need a whole host of different things to happen that are not going to most likely happen. So, Let's begin with what Vegas sees going into this game. So let's take a look here. So what we got first up. All right. This is NFL Week 15. This is 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. We are, our current record is 5-8. and eight. We are 4-2 and two away. We have a much better away record than a home record. The Dallas Cowboys are 4-9, and nine, and they are 2-4 and four at home. They actually have a worse home record than they do road record. The date for this game is going to be Sunday, December 20th. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern, so that'll be a 10 a.m. game for us. It's going to be at AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. It'll be on CBS. Boo. All right, here we go, Ray. The spread. Right now, three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, Vegas has constantly bet on the Niners. They have us at minus three. Dallas are plus three underdogs. We've got the total over under set at 45.5 points. And the public right now, the public is in overwhelmingly in favor of the 49ers. Now, two weeks ago, they were in, they were, they were overwhelmingly in support of the 49ers against uh not Washington, Buffalo. That came to bite them in the butt. Last week, over 60% of them were in favor of Washington. They won their money. This week, they're again in favor of the 49ers. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if their money is well-placed. We're going to talk about it in here. So a couple of uh, just some stats for you, some basic betting stats just on what we're looking at here. San Francisco's averaging about 23.1 points per game, uh, which is ranked for 20th in the NFL. They're surrendering 23.9 points per game this season that's ranked for 14th i mean they are like dead even and a lot of these games have been a little close a lot of them have been fairly close but uh this is what the average is looking like dallas is looking a little bit rougher they're averaging 22.9 points per game this season that's 21st in the nfl we're 20th so that very close offensively defensively this is where the big difference is dallas is surrendering 30.8 points per game this season that is ranked for 32 in the NFL. Dead freaking last Ouch. is the word for that. Yeah. So, all right, Raymond, I'm going to, of course, pass off the mic to you. That is just kind of what we're looking at from a betting standpoint. That's what we're looking at just from an overall, just a basic breakdown. Of course, we have to get to what's been the most important and most frustrating part of this season, that gosh darn injury report. Let the Goldcast Empire know what are we looking at in terms of the injury report. This has probably been the most uh, pivotal report for the 49ers this season. Uh, every week it's somebody. Um, and Debo Samuel, uh, he is out. He will be, I think he's, he's done for the season, as, as uh, Kyle Shanahan indicated. And if there was a playoff, which there will not be, that would be the only chance of him coming back. So Daniel Brunskill. 
He was limited Wednesday and Thursday with a shoulder injury. Uh, Grasu, our other offensive lineman, he didn't practice this week with a knee injury. DJ Jones, still dealing with that ankle. He was limited yesterday and today, so that's good. I mean, he's trending. He's, he's, if he's in practice, it's a good thing. If he wasn't, that would not be a good thing. So if we can get him back, it's just better, just nice to have a capable body on that defensive front just because pass rush has been so lacking all season long outside of Kerry Hyder. Emmanuel Mosley, the hamstring injury, he was limited. So he's trending towards playing, which is great because we just need every corner we can get, especially since Kawan Williams is uh, wasn't able to play last week. Raheem Mostert, ankle, didn't practice on Wednesday, was limited today. So he's trending towards playing again. That's good to see because we need him back, and he just needs to do something to take care of himself and stop ending up on this list. Fred Warner just had a stinger, limited in practice yesterday and today. He's most likely going to play. He's probably been the healthiest draft pick we have picked in this uh, in this John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan era. And Kawan Williams was also limited yesterday and today. So similar to last week when Kawan Williams was kind of giving indications that he could perhaps end up playing, you know, we'll just have to see if it actually ends up with him being able to suit up. I would really hope so because having a Mosley and Williams back to complement Sherman and Jimmy Ward, that's huge, super huge, because we're already missing Joukowsky Tart, and we just need the we need the first string bodies in the lineup helping this team win, especially against a Dallas team that struggles to move the football under Andy Dalton and a unmotivated Ezekiel Elliott. Sorry for those of you who have him on fantasy. Speaking of Dallas, do you have him on fantasy? I had him last year. Uh, our father has him this year. And ever since Dak Prescott went down, Ezekiel has trended downward, as the whole team really has. So Anthony Brown, cornerback, uh, dealing with a rib injury. He was limited yesterday. Full participant today, as if that matters with that defense. Deontay Burton, another cornerback, didn't practice yesterday or today. Oh, well. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, dealing with a calf injury, did not practice yesterday, did not practice today. That's not good if you are a Dallas fan or if you are an Ezekiel Elliott owner. Richard Robinson, another defensive back, didn't practice yesterday or today. Alden Smith, welcome back to the NFL. Uh, dealing with a foot injury, was a full participant yesterday and today. So congratulations to Alden. He looks like he will play today. Um, that will be difficult to deal with on the offensive line side of things because he is a matchup problem no matter who he plays, no matter how many years he's been out in the NFL. This guy can still play. Donovan Wilson, safety, groin injury, didn't practice yesterday, full participant today. And Xavier Woods, the other safety, also a groin injury, nothing on Wednesday, limited today. So we'll have to see how that pans out. But if you want more details about the Dallas Cowboys and what their hopes are in terms of this matchup or even the season, you'll have to go to the Tombstone cast or the uh, the High Noon cast, the Silver Spur cast. I forget the other uh, the other uh, podcast. There's a couple more. There is um, Troy Aikman is the most biased when calling a Niners-Cowboys cast. It's kind of a mouthful, but they really like that one. There's also the... Let's hope Tony Romo isn't equally as biased when calling the Niners-Cowboys cast. There's also those two as well. Gotcha. A bit of a mouthful, but um, much easier to search for on uh, Google than Washington Football Podcast.
much much easier to to Google than last week's uh, episode <laughs> post. Yeah. So, all right. So going back going back to this Raymond, um, this is really the Niners have been downward trending, and and the Cowboys they've they've kind of been a dumpster fire from the beginning. Even with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, if you had him on fantasy, which I did, he was putting up, you know, 400 yards, 500 yards passing because they were playing from behind. Mike McCarthy, this big hire who I was not I was extremely suspicious of from the beginning, has proven to be I'm I'm just going to I don't know what other way to say it. It's just he's just a kind of he comes from a different era i'm gonna be nice okay so i i had i had like i had like five different adjectives i was gonna use i'm gonna stop them all i'm gonna be nice this is a family-friendly podcast so raymond uh to me he's 10 years removed from his super bowl 10 years removed from his super bowl really didn't do a whole lot when he had the most talented quarterback in the league from that era, the Patrick Mahomes of that era, Aaron Rodgers, really couldn't capitalize. Meanwhile, the Patriots are just ripping off Super Bowls like it's candy at Halloween. And so the and then he comes here, t- tells everybody at the beginning, he comes here telling everyone that he he went across the league to every coach to see how everyone does it. Then in the post and in, in the in his first presser, for the Cowboys, it's saying that they go. Did you? How? What was it like? Did you really go to every team and see every offensive scheme that everybody had? And he said, "Well, you know, sometimes you just say things to get the job." And I was like, "Wow, that is not the right way to start." Did he, did he really know? say that? Yes, he really did. And he wow. like joked and Josh. I was like, "Wow, talk about getting off on the wrong cowboy boot." That's not how you do it. That it's right certainly that not, not to an owner like Jerry Jones, who's also your GM, mind you. Who's also the GM. So from that point forward, Raymond, uh, really has not really done a whole lot and kind of proven to me why he got fired from Green Bay. Meanwhile, you have the San Francisco 49ers who really felt like after that second Rams win were trending upward. And really had a shot to kind of sneak in at a wild card, maybe at a at eight and eight, uh, you know, nine and seven, uh, sneak in there and maybe get Kittle, you know, who they say is, you know, is they're looking at as possibly returning Jimmy G possibly returning and maybe by week 17, 16, making a run that got dashed by a Buffalo's bill team that I think is actually really good. I think really good. They're actually getting better as the season's progressing, which is exactly where you want to be if you're trying to contend in the NFL. Unlike Pittsburgh, who seems to be trending downward and getting unhealthy as they head towards the playoffs. Absolutely. Like, honestly, there's actually, watching what Buffalo has put together in the last several weeks, I'm not that bothered by the Buffalo loss now because that team is looking like the second best team in the AFC and the one team that might be able to give the Chiefs a real run for their money, at least offensively, which is pretty impressive. So we lose to a team that many people, including us, didn't realize probably was really as good as they are. And now we're really starting to see just kind of how uh, dynamic this team truly is. They're really coming into their own. And beating the Niners probably was a big sign of that. And then you have the Washington game, which, again, I thought the Niners should have won. We shoot ourselves in the foot. And now, and I I actually predicted this on last week's preview episode, I did not feel the Niners, they had bad juju after that game, bad juju. And so now here we are going in to this Cowboys game and uh, really two teams that are, I, I would say, I mean, I've said Cowboys have been 
just floating in the nether regions this entire season and a Niners team that's kind of trending downward. So the question is, one of these teams has to lose, Raymond. What are the key matchups that you see going into this game, and who do you think has the advantage between both these teams, both these battered and beat-up teams? Gosh, I feel like I feel like the only advantage, if you even want to call it that, is the fact that even though our offense is really a shell of itself right now, I feel like the Niners' offense has the advantage because the Dallas defense has been hot trash since week one, um, giving up the most points in the NFL. You can pass on them. You can run on them. It's, easier, it's a little bit easier to pass on them. But passing is not necessarily our strength right now. We're missing starting receivers. Our number one receiver, George Kittle, may be back, but there's no guarantees of that. And if we do, we're coming back without Debo Samuel. So, you know, enter Kendrick Bourne again. Enter Kendrick or uh, Brandon Ayuk, who's been a solid rookie first-round pick this whole year. Another healthy player, been there every single game, and just continues to flash. Almost every game, he, he flashes something whether it's great hands, nimble feet, uh, tackle-breaking ability, or leaping over players completely like he did in the Jets game. So really happy what we're seeing out of there. If there is some silver lining that we're getting out of this, it's promise from some of our rookies. Javon Kinlaw, flash, although flashes a lot less than Ayuk does, but you know, as once he gets better players around him, in addition to Kerry Hyder and Eric Armstead, i.e. I, I'm alluding to Nick Bosa, that'll make a huge difference for him. But right now, the big matchup really is defenses. And the Niners have the better defense. They have the healthier defense, and they have more capable, efficient players on that defense. But health is also something that is plaguing the Niners, too, that could be advantageous to Dallas, and that is on the defensive side. And that's Emmanuel Mosley and Kawan Williams. If those two players are not able to suit up on Sunday, then... Don't doubt Andy Dalton's ability to be able to shred if there's a matchup problem that he can take advantage of. Josh Allen shredded us with the rookie cornerback all game long. If there's another rookie cornerback in that lineup that's got to deal with either Michael Gallup or CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, then good luck because Andy Dalton will expose that. He is good enough to do that. He has been to pl uh, multiple playoff games, although a lot of that is more on What's his name? Uh, Marvin, their their head coach from back then, who went to like five straight uh, wild cards and first got knocked out of the playoffs five straight uh, years in the first round. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's the uh, that's the Tiger Stripe cast, the uh, Tiger King cast. Uh, if you want more information on the Bengals, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that those so those are the big ones to me. Those are the ones that stand out the most. Niners can take advantage. Marvin of, Lewis. Yes, Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Lewis. Marvin that's Lewis. what it is. Thank Marvin you. Lewis. Took me a second too. I was like, wait, wait. Oh yeah, Marvin Lewis. And you know, so San Francisco has a chance to take advantage of a really poor, porous Dallas defense, but they've just got to. Nick Mullins has to be on his throws. He can't be giving up the football. You can't be fumbling the football. So the running game has to be there. The passing game has to be there with whoever we have in the passing game, even though we're going to be heavily limited once again. So expect Ross Dwelly, Jordan Reed. Those guys are going to step up, along with Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Jeff Wilson Jr. All these guys are going to need to step up to help Nick Mullins get the ball down the field, in addition to Raheem Mostert, 
and hopefully Tevin Coleman is more than just a negative 11 yards as he was uh, this past week. Um, so we'll have to see how it happens. I The Niners do have the clear advantage here. I believe ESPN on their website has Niners have a 70% the on the matchup predictor, a 70% chance to win versus Dallas's 29% chance to win. Uh, I, I see similar odds, but to be honest, I feel like the Niners can throw a stinker any given game with the way that they've been playing this season. And I think a lot of it for this particular game is going to hinge on the health of Emmanuel Mosley and Kawan Williams, because like I said before, Andy Dalton is good at good enough to expose a weakness in the secondary. And he has three very good wide receivers, much better than our wide receivers capable of doing that. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about some other key matchups that uh, we haven't we haven't t touched on just yet, and that is Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McCarthy, Robert Salah versus Mike Nolan. I believe that those two coaches, Robert Salah and Kyle Shanahan, are much better coaches than Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan. Also, the offensive line is a coach you're very familiar with. We used to know him on this show back when he was the head coach of the 49ers as Tim Jomsula, as props to old man Davis used to call him. Jim Tomsula, a.k.a. Tim Tim Jomsula. That's what we, remember that? We used to reverse yeah. the, the two front names. So he's he's the, he's the O-line coach? He's not the D-line coach? No, he's the D-line coach. Oh, he's the D-line coach. coach. Did I say O-line coach? My yeah. bad. No, I said, I said just, oh, sorry. I just said a coach you were going to be familiar with. My bad. But, uh... Back in the day, this is for old school Goldcast members, and some people do know us. We do get shout outs where people are like, I was here since Old Man Davis days. When our coach was doing really bad, we would reverse the two letters of his first name. So uh, 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 it was like Kip Chelly. It was <laughs> yeah. Kip Chelly. It was Tim Tim Jomsula. <laughs> we would reverse their names <laughs> as a, uh, and I think Old Man Davis started this. Uh, um, yeah, I think I don't. I think he might have. I think we started with Chip Kelly. I don't think he did it to Harbaugh's last year. He might have. That's going way back. I can't remember anymore. But either way, uh, yeah, either him way, Jarbaugh. The, yeah, him Jarbaugh. I could see him saying that. Props to old man Davis. R.I.P. Up in the sky. Our old man Davis. All right. So, uh, uh, Jim Tomsula is on their defensive line. Uh, props to him. But I just think they're better coaches. But you said it best. Just because they're better coaches doesn't mean these players are capable of executing the plan week in and week out. Uh, so, Raymond, let's get to the final predictions. What are your predictions? Where does this game end up? Is Vegas right? Do the Niners win by three points? What do you see happening? Uh, oh, actually, before we do that, give me your players to watch. Then I want to hear your predictions. Sorry, we, I skipped one segment ahead. Players to watch first. So, players to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who players maybe to avoid watching. <laughs> yeah. What players <laughs> do I not want to see? Um You know, on offense, I think uh the players that I really want to see is I kinda have to put the magnifying glass on Nick Mullins. Is he able to play better against a team that we should arguably beat? Um, can he do that? And, you know, that's really the main one that I'm looking to. And then I would probably throw the offensive line in there because Dallas's front only has Alden Smith, really. 
Uh, he's the most capable player on that team, and he's actually playing with his old D-line coach that they played with when they were going to NFC Championships games. So he's very familiar um, in that scheme. He's probably very comfortable, too, having the same coach. Everyone really likes uh, Jim Tom Sula. But uh, so I think, you know, can the offensive line contain him and give Nick Mullins the time to beat a team he should easily beat, at least on paper? That's offense. On defense, you know, this is really about can we generate pressure to give the secondary a chance to do their job against three very good wide receivers? That's what really concerns me. The wide receiver core in this team is excellent. Um, all three of them are capable of making explosive plays and have made explosive plays throughout the season. And so that's really kind of the tale of, of who to watch on defense for me is, you know, can the, can it, can the defensive line generate pressure to slow down Andy Dalton and to make them one dimensional, you know, cause I don't really see a big threat from the running game, especially if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play and we just have to deal with Tony Pollard. Not a big threat there. And I don't know who the backup that would come in in addition to Pollard. But I know Tony Pollard is no one that, you know, you should be losing sleep over in, in terms of, uh, you know, matchup problems. So to me, it's the D-line. Okay. All right. I like it. So I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. Uh, mainly, and not to watch, like, I need you to prove something to me. I he has not been the same since he's come back from this injury. He started out pretty strong. Um, he has not been able to break away. I'm not sure if, I mean, maybe because I also think he did a lot better under the tandem of Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. You know, you had a three-headed monster there, and Raheem Mostert really thrived. Similar to, like, Eric Armstead, he really thrived with having a couple other powerhouses that they could switch in and out and giving him a break. As the as kind of the lone bell cow, he has really struggled, and I can't really tell if it's due to injury or if it's that he, like similar to Eric Armstead, thrives when he has a, a bit a bit of a larger talent pool around him to balance him out. Part of part of it is blocking. You know, George Kittle That's next, true too. next to Kyle Juszczyk is the best blocker on the team. And without George Kittle, that's a huge component in the running game. The, the offensive line is actually better at zone blocking than they are at uh, pass protection. So I don't really see a, too big of an issue there, although they haven't been as consistent this season. But Kyle Juszczyk is still in the lineup, still does great lead blocking for the run game. But no George Kittle really does hurt this run game, too. Mm, that's, a, that's a great point. Great points all around. Um, and then on defense, on defense, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I really want to see how the secondary is going to handle um, their, their wide receivers. They do have very dynamic wide receivers, and they're more than capable of breaking away and making something happen. But, I mean, if last week's Indy any, any indication – you know, Andy Dalton is not going to do them any favors any in, in the same way Nick Mullins is going to do us any any favors. This really kind of, you know, there's the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. This is like the uh, the um, lack of momentum versus the endless procrastination. I'm not sure what the exact wording for is for is for this, but it's something like that. And with that, Raymond, let's go with your final predictions for the game. Uh where where to begin gosh i'm thinking something along the lines of maybe 27 24 
I think I think that was pretty close to my last prediction. In f- yeah, in favor of in favor of I'm gonna go. <laughs> the eternal optimi- optimist in me believes the Niners can win this game, so I'm gonna say that they turn things around and break the losing streak with a win. Okay, all right, twenty-seven twenty-four in favor of the 49ers. I am going to finally agree that I think the 49ers break their losing streak. I just cannot see them losing three in a row this late in the season. I feel like this team is a little bit more prideful than that. And I just think these coaches are not very good on Dallas Cowboys front. And I think that's the real matchup. They're not. You have you have two failed coaches against the best offensive mind in the league and arguably one of the better defensive minds in the league. Yeah, I just don't see it. I really don't. I think I think I mean, last week, the the Cowboys game was, I mean, it was back and forth and kind of a fun contest, but I mean, nothing to write home about. Uh, I just think that, uh, I think talent-wise and on paper, this team is better than um, the Broken Spurs, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the Broken, the rust, the Rusty Spurs. The Rusty Spurs podcast. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. 23-19 in favor of the 49ers. Okay. I think this is a low-scoring uh, affair, and uh, that is it. And so what are your predictions, Goldcast Empire? Let us know in the comments. Go to youtube.com slash the Goldcast and let us know uh, in the comments of this episode. All right, we'll be back. We are... We're we are going to we're going to discuss this. We're going to try and figure out how we're going to do this because we are it's Christmas week and we will I we will be up north and uh, generally on these holiday weeks we do not post an episode. But Raymond and I, there's a good chance we may we may post something like live on YouTube, uh, a live YouTube episode um, that we're just recording straight on YouTube after the game um, on Monday. So just be on the lookout. We'll let you know via uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. This is, is the Gold Cast.